This week, we're serving the tea on books, books, and more books, specifically our recommendations for our annual winter reading list. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at ofstarlightatmoonbeams.com. Hey, Christy, what's in your cup this week? In my physical cup, I am drinking out of my UCF cup because it's not packed. (laughs) (laughs) And in it is water because it is still in the 80s down here in Florida. I say still, we've actually had some uh, cooler days that have been really nice, but working in the van and... A little bit of a breeze and still some humidity. Yeah, I need some water. Um, I'm going to get dehydrated. And that's what's in my physical cup. And segues right into what's in my literal cup is getting the van ready. Um, I take off less than a week from when this goes live. So um, a week from a week and a day from when we're recording this. And there is so much to do that I am trying not to just have a total meltdown. I've come close a few times, though, to be honest. Even those of us who have healed and try to be as grounded as we can and as spiritual as we can and give it all to the divine and all of that, we're still human as well and have our moments. And I've definitely had a few of those <laughs> this weekend, especially oh. I have tried to make a bed um, twice now and it's still not working out. And so tomorrow I go back to Home Depot for the third time to try to get the right uh, materials this time. To put it together so I can actually have a bed. But everything else is coming together. I'm really excited. But um, yeah, every time I feel like I'm making progress, I just look around my place and realize that there is still so much here and so much to do. And I really didn't think I own this much stuff to start with. But it just multiplies. I I don't know how that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get it wet and feed it off to midnight? (laughs) I guess so. guess so. It reminds me of rabbits. <laughs> it's like, what? Ew. What were you, <laughs> what were you doing? Eleven. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
just working my way through all of that and trying not to stress too much. This is my last week of work for somebody else, which I'm so excited about. I hate working for anyone else. And even though I've had a great boss uh, who happens to be my uncle <laughs> um, and it's that's all been fine. I just I'm one of those that just prefers to do her own thing and not be told what to do and because I know what to do and I can get it done. And yeah, I'm just ready for all of that. So anyway, that was a big, long ramble rant. Rant ramble. I don't know. I'm tired also. <laughs> just so you all know. If you heard in my You have voice. a lot on your plate. It's real. Yeah, I do. It's um, definitely, uh, can't even think of the word. Crunch time. There you go. And then, oh yeah, and we have a magazine to put out this week. <laughs> and, a, and a new moon ceremony. <laughs> so... Man, you, you yeah. don't do things by half, do you? It's like, here, it's like slide some just, more stuff on my plate. Yeah. Yeah. It just piles on all at once, it seems like. It's like, you know, you get in the groove and you're going along and you're like, okay, I got this, I got this. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, all these things are happening at once. And yeah, that's where I am right now. Anyway, that's what's in my cup. Mm -hmm. What about you, Belinda? What's in your cup this week? Man, I have some iced, watered-down cranberry raspberry drink mm. in my cup. Um, it is a frigid, well, I don't think it is right now, but this morning it was 12 degrees. <gasps> I was like, oh, 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 gosh. Last night when we went out to uh, go grab something from Walmart and go look at Christmas lights, it was like 20-something. I was like, okay, it's cold now. And Holy so shit. I am drinking out of my watermelon summer cup because I'm just like okay so yeah it, it's cold like even when you wake up the floors are cold we have linoleum or the mm. yeah it's not linoleum it's the vinyl flooring and I'm like something wrong with our heater because last year we had he heater issues and I put my hand up to mm -hmm. the vent nope it's hot it's just cold and so, yeah, I'll give you some of my coal to balance you out and you give me some of your Florida heat and it might do good. But it's definitely hot chocolate time. Definitely um, the fuzzy blankets. It's hookah time. Mm. In fact, yesterday yeah. <laughs> I had to go when I had to go get the part for my microphone so we could record the podcast. I don't even take my pajamas off. I just put my jeans over it. I put on a bra. I put on a sweater and I was like, I'm layering up. It's super cold. So I don't know. There's no snow that I've seen in the next 10 days, but that could change at any time. But I'm excited for that. So that was what is in my physical cup. What's in my literal cup? Um... Not as busy as you, thank goodness. I feel a little helpless. I wish I could just get on a plane or do something, wave a wand and come in and help you kind of make sense of all the, because I, I bet it's chaotic. It's always chaotic that last week when you're moving and everything mm -hmm. just seems to be out and you don't see any rhyme or reason. And it's, yeah, I just say just keep breathing and just tackle one thing at a time because, yeah, I wish I could help. But I can't. I wish, well, I can just you send know, you I... kisses. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
And I appreciate that. But you know, if there was anyone who could actually help me, it would be you. Because you kind of know what's going on. You know, like, you know what I need to take with me so I can still do ceremonies and I can still do meditation and everything. You know what needs to go to you for a starlight and moonbeams. And nobody else does. So I am getting offers of help, but I just look around and I'm like, not at that place right now because I still, I'm still sorting. And yeah, so... I yeah. really wish you could be here too. I appreciate that. <laughs> but that's okay. I just send you love and light and kisses, right? Yes. What else? Um, the baby's uh, birthday party was a success. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was very eye-opening uh, for Mark and I. Yesterday, I conquered a fear. I'm People laugh. I'm a shy person. And it's hard for me to get out of my comfort zone. Like I'll want to go do something, but I'll talk myself out of it. Then I talk myself in, talk myself out. And I just, I really, I'm grateful that I go to the new moon ceremonies because I wrote down my intentions for the year and I was able to be reminded of that. And so I went to my first cookie exchange uh, party yesterday with uh, Bunny Gomez. She's one of our new friends new people she's written some articles for us she is Mm -hmm. a psychic medium she has all that good stuff and all I can say is I don't know why I worried so much I went over there was people from the farmer's market that that I already knew and we had so much freaking fun and I she loves Christmas as much as me I remember just looking at her going so that's what I like you're me in another body like I'm looking at myself in another in another person because she she's excited about the same things and she does the same things and so it was just lots of fun I made Pillsbury cinnamon roll Christmas trees which was a new thing um, and the baby liked helping me with that and then I made some white white chocolate rust uh, no white chocolate cranberry oatmeal cookies and I almost made a third thing. I was like, okay, slow your roll. Don't be an overachiever because I couldn't choose. So I was like, I'll just do these two things. It's it's good. And I won first place. I was so excited, like this giddy little kid. And it, I wonder if that's like my love language or something like that acknowledgement, that recognition of doing something. I think that's something for me to look at because that made me so, so stinking happy. Like I flipped over, it was a gingerbread ornament and it had it, she put it in Cricut and attached it to the back. And I was like, oh, it was just, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Before we dive in, this is your reminder to subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly news, updates on our offerings and exclusive gifts and promo codes for our shop. We don't want you to miss out on any of the magic we have going on with Of Starlight and Moonbeams. Also, be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on your podcast app so you can queue up new episodes as soon as they drop and follow us on the socials. Find everything through our link tree in the show notes. Okay, so let's get started. I'm excited for this episode because not only are we avid readers and we love uh, all kinds of books, but we're also authors. And so anytime we get to talk about the stories that we're, we're reading and writing, anytime 
we get to share the things that we're learning from other authors in different books is a good day at least for me it is and i forgot to add it there was one thing i wanted to share this week i hit my goal of how many books that i wanted to read this year i set a pretty lofty one well it's not as lofty as it used to be because i used to read like hundreds of books a year and this year i sent i set the limit of the goal of 75 and I think I'm at 78 now, 77. Wow. And so I was like, yay, I did it. And then I looked through to see what I, I wrote, I had written, what I had read. And basically I'd gone through certain authors' backlists. I found mm. a book that I liked. I read the thing and then I read everything that they had done. And so you, that's what I'm going to talk about for my recommendations today because <laughs> I've read some great books, 75 as pretty good both nonfiction and fiction. But to start us off, we are going to flip it this time and we are going to start with nonfiction. And I will disclose, at least for me, the three books that I wanted to recommend today. Um, I haven't read them. They're on my TBR. They're high on my TBR. Um, but okay. they're ones that I'm excited to, to dive into. So the first one, we'll just alternate. The first one that really drew my attention was Healing Ancestral Karma by David's uh, Dr. Stephen D. Farmer. I like that kind of thing, especially like going to the sacred circles with you and doing shadow work. And, and the books that I read earlier this year that dealt with shadow work, I liked now diving in and learning more about how those generational wounds and the things that we pass down through from our ancestors, how sometimes we can be the ones that heal it. And I just wanted more information. So I would highly, highly recommend it. It's a great book. I've actually seen other people in um, on my news, uh, news feed on Facebook recommend it. And I was like, oh, we're reading the same book. And so I'm excited to dive in. What about you? Uh, Christy? That sounds really good. So I'm going to add that to my TBR list too. Mine, um, well, okay, so this first one is a to be read and it is called Anamkara, A Book of Celtic Wisdom by John Donahue. And Ooh. Anamkara actually translates to soul friend. And I am, it kind of is related to what you were just saying is we both share the heritage of the Celts. And so mm -hmm. I've been really diving into, and that's especially next year, I really want to get into that ancient traditional practices of the indigenous roots, my indigenous roots, which is Native American and Celtic for the most part. So I've had this on my pile and it is one of the few books I am taking with me in the van. I say few. I have a whole kind of crate of books because I couldn't decide. <laughs> <laughs> but also some are reference, um, especially um, like the shamanism books and now the Celtic books and some others, including um, a couple, the next two on my list. So yeah, that's one that I'm really excited to start reading because it's been sitting on my coffee table for months and it's time. Oh, I love that. And, you know, you do know that you can always drop books off at my house and leave them here and I'll babysit them. 
and read them and you should leave that one because that one sounds interesting like yeah we both have celtic roots and we're drawn to that and so yeah. i'm excited to hear what you think about it um the next one i have had this on my tbr all year i'm pretty sure it's been all year and it's something that we've talked about multiple times on the podcast it's something that we've discussed in the magazine and so I'm like, oh, I've got a book. I should read it. Like the more times you use your senses in everything, the more times you read it, the more times you think it and say it, the more ingrained it becomes. You don't just forget. And so this is a book by Rosalind Vargas and it's called Witchcraft for Daily Self-Care. I thought that that would be interesting, whether it's rituals or you know, maybe doing like making and crafting things that can help you feel good and boost your energy, keep you grounded, anything like that. Because I think we both know, and I know that we're not alone in this. A lot of the times we always have the best intention and we, we try and take care of ourselves, but then something throws us a curveball, and then that falls where it's usually our own self-care that falls away. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to start um, instilling a better daily self-care routine for myself. So I'm hoping to learn some things, maybe get some pointers and some added insight from this book. And so, yeah, it's cool. Witchcraft for Daily Self-Care by Rosalind Vargas. you have to tell me some tips you learned from that. Okay, so my next one um Belinda and I have been talking and we are really going to be focusing next year for the magazine, the podcast, and our own personal lives on the actual hands-on work of doing magic, of working with the crystals and the herbs, building up apothecary. Not so much me for that because I don't have a lot of room, but I am actually making sure I have some space for that, but really doing the hands-on stuff. And so definitely... This book is coming with me because it is a great reference book and it's also really good um, because it has something for all kinds of maladies, um, physical, emotional, mental, and it's definitely one I want to have with me. I'm going to have my essential oils with me. I can always, you know, get the herbs or whatever. So, you know, if it's an injury or an illness or something, I'm armed. And so this book is called The Complete Book of Essential Oils and Aromatherapy by Valerie Ann Warwood. And I mean, it's like a huge, probably, I don't know, it's going to be one of the heavier things in my van. Um, it's, oh, that's a beautiful book. Look yeah, how thick it's that like is. two, three inches thick, and it just has all kinds of things skin care health care hair care babies um, with all kind with all of the information you need to know like for babies or pets what you know you can you should not use um in the area of uh essential oils and aromatherapy so yeah, yeah. that one i'm definitely taking and over 800 natural non-toxic and fragrant recipes to create health, beauty, safe home, and work environments. Oh, I love that. That's like an essential book to have, yeah. a resource. And yeah. I, I love because you know that it's been researched and you kind of can trust a little more than as opposed to randomly scrolling on internet. It's nice to have something that's right there. Yes. Right? Yes. Yep. 
And, you know, I don't know if I'll always have Wi-Fi service or, you know, internet service. Yeah. So um, in a pinch, I'll have the book and hopefully the oils I need. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, my last nonfiction book is I love, uh, like, one of my favorite decks. Well, two of my favorite decks, uh, Oracle decks, have to do with animals and power animals in your spirit guides and things like that I'm always drawn to that animal medicine and so I got this book probably it was the beginning of the year shift network did a shamanic uh symposium forum event I don't know the word for it but it was all it was that was it summit it was a shamanic uh summit and I believe this guy did, or when I went to go research more, his name came up, uh, Don Jose Ruiz. Yeah. I bought a whole bunch of his books. And so I'm wanting to dive into one of his called The Shamanic Power Animals. I love that kind of thing, especially I know I'm drawn to it, especially like, oh, my goodness, there's my deer. Like I have deer magic and elk magic. And when I see something out of unusual, like I have a praying mantis all of a sudden appear or butterfly, I, I like connecting in with that and seeing what nature has to share, like what kind of insights, what kind of guidance am I needing right now? And so I'm just, I'm real curious about it. So that is my nonfiction, the last of my nonfiction recommendations. I love that one. Okay, my last nonfiction one is called The Alchemy of Herbs. And again, it's going back to what I had said before, and this one's about the herbs. So it says, transform everyday ingredients into foods and remedies that heal. And it's by Rosalie De La Foray, I guess is how you say her name. And I mean, yeah. it's beautiful, full color pictures of herbs and what they can be used for. For example, I just flipped open to turmeric. And we know turmeric's good for a lot of things. But, I mean, there's all kinds of things in here. Digestion and liver health, healing wounds, ulcers, insulin resistance, heart health, improved memory, cancer, pain and inflammation. And, yeah, it has a recipe for warmed golden milk. And, spoiler alert, we have one of those in the, in the yep. December magazine about to come out. So, um, yeah, this is, and it's, I don't know if it's the same. I didn't compare them, but yeah, I, this is another really good reference book to have on hand. And it, it's more than just here's the herb and here's what it does. Um, there's actual, you know, the alchemical work that is going on with them and just different recipes to use and everything. I, yeah, I've flipped through it before, but I really want to dive into it and learn, actually learn from it. So that's the goal for next year. I love books like that. Like they not only teach you, like give they give you the information, they give you the foundation for something, but then they give you the application so that you can actually apply mm -hmm. it and use it. Um, and it's not just knowledge that gets locked away in your brain. You read it once and you forget. So I think I want that book too, because that looked like it was really interesting, especially when we're wanting to, the direction we're wanting to take the magazine. So, yeah. my gosh. Okay, so I shared three, and now I want to go buy your three. So I know. <laughs> is that how it goes? It's, it's how <laughs> it like, always goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hand it over to the list of my husband. Here, honey, Christmas. There's three books that I'd like. <laughs> okay, so let's dive into fiction. And 
it's always hard for me to pick fiction because especially this year, like how I've been reading, it's I've, I, I don't just pick one fiction book and then jump to something else. I'll read it. If it's a series, I'll read all of it. And then I'm like, oh, I need more because I love this author. And then I'll blow through their entire backlist. And so that's what I'm spotlighting for my fiction in this uh, episode. The first one, and these are two that I just finished. Um, I'll start with Crossroads Queen series by Annabelle Chase. I um, It's urban fantasy. I love urban fantasy. And it has some, like you can see that there's some romance going to happen, but it's not the heavy, the heavy dominant theme through it all. It's her journey. And it talks about Lorelai, where she goes from, she moves from England, from London, from her job, and she moves over to the States and she buys this castle that has been abandoned. It's about to be knocked down and squatters have been there the town calls it the ruins she calls it the castle it's in great neglect and she's fixing it up herself so i think it's just badass and she's moved there with the whole intention of i don't want to see people i'm going to be a hermit i'm in my castle leave me alone no one's going to know me and just how that whole intention goes to shit because she can't help herself she wants to help people and she can talk to spirits. So she's she lives, um, she has her own cemetery that's alongside the castle. And she has two ghosts that stay with her. And it's it's funny watching them interact where she's trying to impose her boundaries. And then things happen and people are wanting her help. And then, you know, there's this sexy guy that is trying to flirt with her and she doesn't know. And it was just, it was a three book series and I loved it. And I'm waiting for the next one. Cause I was like, I want more. So what I did while I'm waiting for that <clears throat> now I've dived into her other series and that's where I'm currently at, which I really liked. It was kind of a post post apocalyptic. It's like super volcanoes have exploded and it's cast the world into eternal night so the monsters have turned up and the monsters are there and she's a knight, a lady knight uh, that goes and helps clear up the mess and just the vampires are the ruling royalty. And so, yeah, I've, I'm on the fourth book of that series and it's amazing. So Annabelle Chase, she is the author that I want to spotlight for fiction. You can look at anything of hers. It's just really good urban fantasy and funny, 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 funny. That's what I like, a little humor mixed in there. And so, yeah. What about you? Yep. Sounds really good. I'll have to check those out. Let's see. My first one is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. So I started reading this a couple of years ago and then I got distracted and didn't go back to it, but I, it's another one. It's, it's not too long, um, but it's kind of, it's kind of considered like a classic, I guess, in the metaphysical witchy world, but I really need to just sit down and read it. Cause I, it's, it's just, a, it's called to me so many times and, you know, because I have it in paperback and I don't have it in ebook, I have this habit of, like you said, you know, just going through it, blowing through a whole series and then, 
you know, reading what else that author has. And so that's what I've been doing for the past couple of years. And I never came back to that one. So I think, yeah, I'm going to, it's one I'm taking with me and hopefully it'll probably be at toward the top of my list for fiction next year. Maybe you got to tell me how that is. And so I'll check it out. Okay. The next one is, it's actually, I started with, I kind of read it backwards. Her, she's the author Heather G. Harris. She's a British author. So there's a lot of Britishness in there. It's set over in England. I love that kind of stuff and the different slang and the different things that they do. And I kind of read it backwards. And so I read one and I was like, oh, I've got to wait for the next book. So then I went to look again at her backlist and I was like, oh, so then I jumped back. I jumped to the first series. Yeah, I was, I'm just a mess all over the place, but it's called the Other Realm series. And there's three different series within. There's one that deals with, she's an older woman. I believe she's in her forties. She's a coven mother. She is gearing to want to be on the leading council. She is an expert rune master and she is always called in to help things and explore things. And there's a black witch coven going on and she gets embroiled in trying to find it. And she has to work with the man that killed her, her, her love. And so mm-hmm. there's this tension and it's an enemies to love or romance. Oh, I just love him. <laughs> And so I love that tension, like the, I hate you. I'm never gonna. And then you just, the force, <laughs> the force proximity and the opening up your eyes and realizing, hang a second. I didn't understand the situation. I, I was judging it. I, I'm going to learn more. And so I loved that aspect. And then there was the, the next one was one called Jinx. And she, um, she ends up getting involved like she moves somewhere her parents have died she's always wanted to know what happened to them and she's just living her life and then one day she finds out that there's this whole other realm and you you walk through portals you have other and then you have the human uh world and you could tell who's other and when you're in the other because you have a marking on your forehead everyone has one if you're an inspector you have another one and if you've done other things that's how you can tell. And it just shows how she's, I love her that she's unflappable. The things that she, like, she doesn't freak out when she walks through the other and she's like, hmm, that person's green. Oh, that's a dragon. Whoa, that's an ogre. And it, it like, cause things start to make sense for her. And I, oh my gosh, I loved this series too, because it has dragon shifters in it and oh, it's just so good. And you think you're rooting for one person and they turn out to be the villain. And then there's this person here. And again, this sense of humor is incredible. And then the last one that it's all woven together. So it, and you really do need to make sure you read it in order because they reference, they, they spotlight in each other's one mm. was Lucy, which was Jinx's friend. And she as a prophecy about her, she's a new alpha. Her romance, because there's it's heavy with romance in all three of them, and just the things that they have to go through. So I felt like this series just give it gave it all. You have witches, you have vampires, you have werewolves, you have dragons, you have gargoyles, you have dryads. 
um, ogres, you have all these different, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's such, such a good uh, world. It makes me want to dive back into writing. I loved it so much. And so her mm -hmm. name is Heather G. Harris, and I highly recommend all three. And that's all she has. I'm like waiting for more books now. I'm like, okay, you know, mm -hmm. give me more. And so, yeah. Well, I have been on a romanticy kick and I love that it's become a thing because that's what I was writing last a few years ago. And it's just blowing up hugely lately with uh, between Jennifer Armentrout and Rebecca Yaros, you know, and kind of uh, Sarah J. Sarah J. Moss kind of got it start, not started, because obviously she's not the first to have written it, but it just seems like that's kicked off the new trend, um, A Court of Thorn, yeah. Thorns and Roses, you know, and, and so it's, um, and that's, that's kind of how the book world goes. So yeah, it, it does get irritating for those of us who are older and have been reading and writing for many, many, many decades. <laughs> you know, there's everybody, there was a time that everybody compared every single vampire or not even vampire, paranormal romance book to Twilight. Like that was the very yeah. first, you know, paranormal romance to exist. And that's not true. But it did set off a, a new phase of the trend, a new fad, not fad, but a new trend for it. And then it went up and then it went down. And so now we're climbing up with romanticy again. But I don't think it's ever been given that name before. So, you know, it, it's finally uh -uh. become kind of a subgenre, which is great because those of us who have been writing it, you know, it's like, well, it's not really urban fantasy. It's not necessarily yeah. high fantasy, although some are. But yeah, there's this kind of in between because high fantasy doesn't necessarily mean there's romance. And, you know, it's more like the Game of Thrones and um, Sanderson's books. And so now we have this romanticy, which I just love, where you get the best of my favorite stuff. So, nice. yeah, I've been on that kick. My recommendation is, and what I've been adding to my to-be-read list is Jennifer Armentrout's latest. So <gasps> I am almost <laughs> caught up with her, um, with her Blood and Ash series. Oh. Um, I'm almost caught up on that. And then there's a prequel series that she has, which is The Flesh and Fire. And then she's just started a new one called Fall of Ruin and Wrath. And so those besides Iron Flame, which I still haven't gotten to read, but I had that in my phone. I've read it. <laughs> I know it's you so have. Good. Everybody's read it. That's what oh I've gosh. heard. Um, I'm really because excited you, to read it. You but recommended I that. Yeah, I did. I did. and But so I held off on Iron Flame because I really wanted to finish up and get ca all caught up with uh, Jen's stuff. So, yeah, um, any of those, highly recommend. Um, if you like magic, which you must if you listen oh. to our podcast and you like to read um, and you like romance, um, Jennifer Armand Trout, Rebecca Yaros, so um, Sarah G. Moss, Christy Cook. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's some others, too. Um, yeah. In fact, my next recommendation is one, too. So we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, what's your last one for fiction? I blew through. You just mentioned all the books that I read this year. 
like I blew through all of them. And the last one of uh, JL Armitrout's was the Flesh and Fire series. Oh my gosh, so good. So I, two thumbs up and everybody in this whole world's thumbs with me. That's how much I love it. They're such, <laughs> they're so good. And if you like mythology, mythology or it's uh, her world mythology, you'll love it. So good. Okay, so my next TBR... Um, once I finish everything of Annabelle Chase is uh, my next recommendation is actually TBR, but it's something that I've seen multiple times. I see it in my newsfeed and I actually have it on my Kindle. So I make sure it's on my front page and it is a book called Rachel Renee and it's called the Gilded Blood series. And the first book is inked. And the reason why it drew me because there's this gorgeous Phoenix in on the cover behind the heroine and I thought of you with your love of the phoenix <laughs> and things like that and I was just like ah, oh, I've got to read that so I there's other books in that series um the first one that's what I'll dive in it probably won't be I'm gonna say it won't be to the first of the year but I know how I'm reading right now <laughs> it could be in another couple of weeks so yeah but yeah that is my oh. fiction. Those three. Urban fantasy. That sounds really good. Okay, my last fiction is a series by one of our good friends, Rose Garcia. She's also a Havenwood Falls author. And she has some romance to see out about the Fae. Um, and she actually has multiple series in it. It's the Bloodlines books. And I can't remember if I beta read or just early reviewed but um yeah the first couple of books and then I got behind on them so that is going to be some of my reading too this winter is getting caught up with her books they are about like the first series the fae bloodlines she's a fae princess and she jumps through a portal to come to earth and it creates all kinds of havoc and there's war on the horizon. And yeah, it's just really good. And I adore Rose. Ooh. I love her writing style. I love her um, her voice, her writing voice. And so, yeah, I really want to get back into those and get caught up on those. And the covers are beautiful too, which is really cool. I've seen them. They're beautiful. So I'm going to add that. That's what I'll read too. After I've read my other ones, I shared a table with her at PenCon. She's amazing. She's just this sweet, yeah. oh, she's a sweetheart. And so, yeah. So, man, we've added more books to our TBR. I hope that we've added to you guys, those that are listening, that something sparked. If there are books that you'd like us to read or you're interested or you're looking for, by all means, drop us a comment or DM us. And we'll look if you if you have a favorite book and you'd like us to read it, uh, let us know because we're always looking for new stuff. You know, yes, new ways Never to be entertained, books. new ways to be inspired, right? Mm -mm. Yeah, unless you're trying to put them and all in the van, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's too many. <laughs> that's what Kindle's for, or ebook reader. Not it doesn't have to be Kindle because I am not one who has to, you know. It's, it's all on Kindle, um, whatever your e-reader is. So I have them all on my yeah. iPad. <laughs> I remember I was never going to get a, a Kindle. I didn't want an e-reader. I thought it was of the devil. 
and that I was selling yeah. my soul if I went to an e-reader and forsook my my prints. And then I got a Kindle and I thought, this is just so much easier, so much more convenient. It doesn't hurt as much when my Kindle hits me in the face when I'm falling asleep as opposed to a big <laughs> heavy book. I I had like an insane amount of books and it just became a time a, a space constraint. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, it's it's been a good thing. So I have both. I'll read in paperback and I'll also read on Kindle. So yeah. We just encourage Same you here. this winter to f- to feed your e-readers, right? Just feed them. They're hungry. <laughs> feed, right. your feed your yeah. e-reader. Hey, Belinda, what Starburst are you sharing today? Well, talking about feeding your e-reader, um, there's many different uh, websites that help, like, it's their job. They advertise where authors can go and promote their books on them. They look at the daily lists that are out there. They look for what is discounted, what's on sale, what's free. And sometimes it can be really hard for you to find a legit one because unfortunately there's scams everywhere. And sometimes you think you're you're subscribing to a legitimate website and what they're doing is they're offering pirate books and things like that. And so we're against that. So I always think that it's important to shine a, a starburst and a spotlight on those that are legitimate. And this is one that I actually use. I get emails every day. Um, it's called the red feather romance because I love to read romance and you subscribe with your email and then you pick the type of romance that you're interested in. And then what they do is they create a curate a list for you that they send that shows you, okay, this book is free. This book has been reduced to 99 cents. This is two ninety nine, and it's all right there in your inbox. So you can click on it, read the blurb, or if you're like me, you look at the cover, love it, click it. Um, it's there's many different types um, I'm pretty sure that if you like other genres that there are, but me as a romance author and a romance girl and a fantasy girl, Red Feather Romance is the website and they're also on Facebook. So you can check it out. So I will include their link in the show notes. Awesome. And then for our writers, I am going to give a starburst out to the Divine Writers Club. And this is produced by um, Astara Jane Ashley, who is one of my sisters in Priestess Presence. But I just joined, so I haven't actually participated. But I think it's an awesome thing to look into for the new year. It doesn't cost very much per month. And you get uh, a monthly live 60-minute archetypal writing temple, which is like a sacred circle. Um, a monthly live 60-minute Q&A and laser coaching call with Astara. There's a private Facebook community. There's weekly access to a 60-minute writing power hour session um, every Friday. And uh, free tickets to upcoming Flower of Life Press workshops. So Astara owns Flower of Life Press. She is a, a fellow publisher. She publishes... Um, 
nonfiction, spiritual related books and uh, Oracle decks as well. She is the publisher of the Magdalene Rose Oracle deck uh, by Elaine Dowdy. So this just really interested me. I One of my goals next year is to write, get back to writing fiction. And I thought that this was going to be a really good way to kind of keep me going, you know, to stay on top of it and not just basic inspiration um, or motivation, kind of motivation, I think, you know, it's just that reminder, especially those, you know, every week, the writing power session, even if I'm just getting the email reminder and I don't actually attend, at least, you know, it's like, Christy, you need to be writing. You're, you're, you want to write. This is your yeah. kick in the butt to do so. But um, I'm not really a social writer, but uh, well, I say that. And I'm also a publisher of one of the largest shared worlds. We've done a lot of uh, co-writing in there. So I guess I am. So yeah, maybe it's what I need. I don't know. I'm tired. Remember that. I'm tired. But yeah, that's my starburst. I'm going to stop right there. The Divine Writers Club, the link will be in the show notes if you want to join us. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic. <laughs>